listening to the Past the Forecast podcast from Wayne 15. Hey there, I'm Adam Salarzik. And I'm Joe Struess. And we're meteorologists at Wayne 15 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And this is the Past the Forecast podcast. And we are cranking through episode 34. We're going to continue to get these turned out for you, even though we are getting ready to enter some vacation time as we head throughout the next uh, few weeks here. Uh, I think next week's episode is going to be on a Friday. That'll be fun. Yeah. We got some. It gets really interesting after that. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It'll be probably hear some different voices on here. Yeah, we'll be hearing some uh, some uh, some voices of uh, some maybe some guests, which will be fun and always entertaining. We love having our guests here, but let's jump right into what we got to talk about today in tracking the topics. Tracking the topics. All right, so in tracking the topics today, we are actually tracking the tropics with now Hurricane Delta that is currently making landfall on the Yucatan Peninsula. And it is impacting Cancun, which was ravaged by another Category 4 storm, Wilma, back in 2005. It, it tore right up along the coast. It was more parallel to the coast. It looks like the path of Delta is a little bit more perpendicular. So if you're going to be picky, that's probably the way that you want it to move. You don't want it to go all the way along the coastline. I don't know which way is the best way to have it impact, but... In terms of the the coastline of Cancun along the Yucatan, to have it be more direct in one location instead of spread out all across the coastline there, I guess that's maybe a positive. But a Category 4 hurricane is not anything to be uh, messing around with. No, you mentioned Wilma as the the most recent, the most prolific perhaps for for our current generation, our current society, the most uh, impactful system along the Yucatan. That was back in 05, which was really the most record-breaking year in terms of the tropics and the Atlantic Basin, and we are on track to break that record-breaking year. It's interesting that in both these instances, Cancun has been directly hit 15 years apart. And if we look at the track of this, it's going to impact Cancun and then, just like Wilma, move into the Gulf. And we could see some impacts along the Gulf Coast here, especially as we head in towards Friday morning. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting how far west it goes. We'll have a big determining factor on the strength whenever it potentially impacts the U.S. mainland. The, the strength of Delta is what I think is really sort of sort of shocking um just how fast it intensified it's one of the fastest intensifications on record prior to its impacts in the cancun area and now you've got already a strong system that has has seen a little bit of weakening with the interaction of land uh, around cancun but will likely re-strengthen into another major hurricane yet again in the gulf I I struggle with it. I struggle with the fact that we've had so many landfalling hurricanes this year. I struggle with the fact that they've all been in generally the same location. I mean, how many times can you get hit? So how many more do we have to go until we get to the record 
of two. 2005. Two more to go? So, so 2005, we had 27. We're at 25 right now. So if we get two more, we'll tie it. Three more, we'll break it. In terms of named storms, in terms of landfalls, I believe if, if and when uh, Delta makes landfall, it'll be the fifth landfalling system this year in the United States that would tie 05. So if we get to one more still in the next over a month and a half, we would set a new record for landfalling hurricanes in a single season as well. So we are closing in on that. We still got a, a few more weeks to go in typical crunching the numbers hurricane season. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how many more we get here. Right now, most recent check of the National Hurricane Center's outlook within the next five days, there's no systems that they're watching. It's kind of tough for me because I feel like the Greek alphabet, like those are cool letters. Alpha is a cool name. Beta's cool. I love Delta. Anytime I see a Delta plane fly over Fort Wayne, it's like Delta, you know, Theta. I mean, it's just, it's, it's something we're not used to in everyday language. And I've always kind of been like, oh yeah, it's Greek alphabet. It's kind of cool. Gamma was a weaker system. Okay. But now Delta is going to be one of the most devastating hurricanes yet again on record, not only in Cancun, but also likely making serious impacts in the Southern United States. And it's like, wow. That's another another name I can't enjoy. And so we've talked about what happens with hurricane names that are part of the original plan for that year. They get retired. But with the Greek alphabet, they don't retire those names. So if they were to retire Delta, obviously we don't know the full impacts yet. But if they were, it would be Delta 20 was, would be how they retire it and make note of it because it happened in the year 2020. So that's they're not going to retire Delta in the natural sense of never going to use the name again. They'll just give it the year notation at the end every time it's talked about. But we'll keep you updated on that. Uh, by the time we head in next week, we'll obviously know what the impacts were. Uh, we may see a little bit of rain as it moves up, but it's still several days away. That's probably our next best rain chance, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that operates for sure. Let's move on to something that you found. People struck by lightning. Yeah. Um, ten people total impacted in India while working on a house overnight. A uh, bolt of lightning came down, unfortunately. Did kill three people, seven people injured. You know, it's tough because I'm not exactly sure what was going on weather-wise at that point. I'm not sure if there was active thunderstorms in the region. I'm not sure if this was a weak little shower that came through and produced some lightning, you know, stuff happens. Um, but, but, you know, we, we, we hear of these instances of lightning impacting people. And, you know, we try, especially when we make the transition from winter to spring every year, we do the whole lightning safety thing and then usually touch on it again in the summer after the, there's a few events that have occurred. And uh, it's tragic. I mean, it's tough because these guys, guys, gals, I don't know who was there, but working on a house overnight and unfortunately struck by lightning. I, I don't know what was going on um, to where maybe maybe there was not a concern for lightning-producing weather. Usually when you get cloud-to-ground lightning, though, you have pretty uh, substantial strength in that storm. So there hopefully was a heads up, and that's why we always say 
if you hear thunder, when thunder roars, go indoors. You got to take that to heart because of situations like this. I mean, what was it, last year there was a golf tournament that they wanted to get people off the course uh, because storms were starting to move in, and as they were doing that, there's video of a uh, of lightning striking a tree that patrons were around. I think so. did somebody actually get struck in that situation? Uh, somebody did last year at one of the PGA events. Yeah, yeah, so I was working that night. It was the, the crazy video to see that and how the tree just exploded, but also there was impact to actual human life there as well. So if you're outside during a thunderstorm, get inside as fast as you can or find some kind of shelter. Make sure you're not the tallest object around. Stay away from trees. You'd think that hiding underneath a tree would be good. That's actually one of the worst places to be because a tree is typically uh, higher in a field, things like that, that draws attention for lightning that typically strikes taller objects. So you just need to need to take, take shelter whenever these storms uh, move in to avoid uh, tragedies like this. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, I I don't want to play the blame game. You know, I don't know what was going on. Um, it is just tragic, and it's something that I hope we can continue to sort of spread the awareness of, spread the message of with not only us as broadcast meteorologists, but obviously the programs by the National Weather Service and just trying to get just trying to get that message out there that you really can't mess around with this because here we see another instance of Unfortunately, three people losing their lives um, just because of, of something from Mother Nature. And it's, it's pretty wild if you think about it. I mean, who says that lightning bolt's not going to hit five feet that way, ten feet that way? And then you're close to it, but you actually weren't. You know what I'm saying? You never know exactly where you just never know. lightning's going to strike. So you the just best, never, never best know. thing to do is to go inside and never get out know. of it. Let's move on to What the Hail. What the Hail? Yes, oh, and What the Hail... Um, Move on to some stuff here that's perhaps a little more enjoyable to talk about. Obviously, the the Delta stuff is a little heavy, and obviously the tragic news with the Lightning. So let's get on to something a little bit happier, Adam. Um, 70s. 70 and sunny. If I told you we were in the 70s and it was sunny, what time of the year would you guess? I would guess September or May or June. Well, try the first into the second week of October. So, it, it I mean, last year, we talked about it last week, actually, how we hit 90 in the early part of October last year. We haven't done that yet so far, uh, but we did hit the 70s, I think, yesterday, and we're looking to do it again today. We're going to push up near 80 today, I think. We got a lot of sunshine out there. Still got a southwesterly wind. We'll, uh, we'll crank those temperatures up a few more degrees. And we'll see the mild air, which I know you are not a fan of. You enjoy the cooler temperatures, the cooler air moving in. I do. I do. I've tried to be as positive as I can be. Obviously, working three days of weather, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I was very much uh, teasing this forecast forward to the viewers. And, you know, at the end of the day, I I do want to get to the 30s and the 40s. And the 20s and the eight inches of snow, but <sighs> but it's disappointing. The the taste of of fall that we've had the last two weekends, I actually don't think I enjoyed as much as I thought I would. I loved them. I don't know. I just I, this is always. I told you we talked about this last time. This is just a tough time of the year. <laughs> 
because we're waiting for it to ultimately happen. And now we're back up in the 70s, and it's like I wore shorts yesterday, but I had my jeans and a heavier jacket on just a couple days before. And it's this up and down, inside and out. Let's just get let's just get off the roller coaster, settle in. You know where we're going. Stop holding it back, Mother Nature. Let's get there. Let's stick there. Let's get some snow for Halloween. Mic drop. You went snow when well, we had kind of like a sleety ice for Halloween last year, so you almost got your wish. But man, I actually we did have snow on Halloween last year. And we got a tenth of an inch, right? If I remember correctly. Yes, I was live. I was live in New Haven for a <laughs> Halloween event, and uh, it was memorable for another day. We talked about it on this podcast. However, yeah, we were live, and uh, Nicholas was saying, yeah, you know, it looks like we could have perhaps a little bit of mixing occurring with some of the rain showers moving through, and we went live to me, and I said, Nicholas, you're 100% correct. It's not snow. It's not rain, but it is frozen precipitation coming down sleety as it was on Halloween Oh, I was just, I was like a kid in a candy store. Yeah, you I remember, remember that day. You had, you had a big old smile on your face I, while you were doing I that. I got to bring that back. That's um, that's a classic. Those are the good days. We're, we're still in the good days. Absolutely. But I mean, those are the really good, those are the, those are the especially. Oh, because of the snow. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Those are the, those are the days that you, because you, you know, we, I, you know, I think you and I even talked that morning about, well, it could be, it might not be, it could be, I don't know. You definitely started the conversation that day on a very excited note, though. You're I, like, snow. I started with, <laughs> yeah, right, I'm saying, so that, that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's that's that's, where, that's what I'm looking for. I want I want it. And as you look towards what what you really want in life, I think, I think if there's three things I need in my life, I need hockey to watch, I need snow to enjoy in the winter, and I probably need to have a place with pretty good cheeseburgers. Give me a town with Culver's. Okay, Culver's is a widespread chain, so you can pretty much go anywhere. There you go. But it has to. We gotta have snow. But we gotta have snow. We gotta have snow. That's that's kind of the that's kind of the the Joestrus like magical. Like some people are like, yeah, you know, I want a yacht. Or some people are like, yeah, I want a Mercedes. Some people you're are not like, asking for all that. No, much. I don't want all that. I just want some snow. You want to be uh, able to? You just need a TV. And, snow and some cheeseburgers. A TV to watch hockey. Yeah. Some butter burgers <laughs> and. Uh, Oh man, a butter burger sounds good right now. Oh, it does. It does with the double bacon cheeseburger deluxe with bacon. So you add bacon to the double bacon cheeseburger Did I say deluxe. Double bacon cheeseburger. Yeah, <laughs> double butter burger deluxe <laughs> with bacon. I mean, I'm not going to complain with adding double bacon and the basket. Yeah, it's in a basket with fries, cheese curds. Oh, you go cheese curds. Um, sometimes, yeah, depends. Depends on the day. Depends what you're My feeling. My Culver's or I mean, Culver. You have to understand. When Culver's came to Dyer, Indiana, <laughs> as like a third grader, it was like this mystifying adventure. It was like, what is this place? Because you got your fast food at that point. At that point, in Dyer, Indiana, within a one-quarter-mile stretch, there was Taco Bell, McDonald's, Subway, Wendy's, Burger King, and a couple pizza places in there. All in this little stretch on US 30. Then Culver's came to town about five minutes further down the road, and it was like Everybody You can like you can going. like dine in here and they have like I mean you order and then they, they bring your food to you, but it's still kinda like fast food, but they've got dessert. What is this? I mean it was uh, Culver's was like a treat. See they 
built a Culver's about, I could have rode my bike to the Culver's whenever I lived in Michigan. And then the best thing was whenever they hit their one year anniversary of being in town. I don't know if they did this for the one in Dyer, but every time it's their birthday at that location in Lake Orion, they have dollar butter burgers. And it's a dollar twenty-five for a cheese butter burger. And those days are insane. Cause you can buy like I think they cap it at like ten. <laughs> ten a person. Ten butter burgers. And That's feeding the whole family. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Feeding the whole family. Family of five, everybody gets two. It's basically a double cheeseburger. You have to prove it? Prove what? That it's your birthday? No, it's not for your birthday. It's for their birthday. All day. All day. Oh, well, then I wouldn't know because I would imagine that would be an event that would be extremely popular, and I probably would stay away from that just because crowds. I don't know. We did it. I think we did it the first year and maybe the third year. And then me and my brothers did it another year after that. Uh, just us. Because my parents were like, we're not going there. It's chaos. So it's a, it's a good time whenever it's a Culver's anniversary. they got to be coming up probably on seven or eight years at that Lake Orion location. Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, what is it, 2020? Ooh. So it's probably 12, 13 years at the one in my city. I'm town, to say, town. I think they opened in like town. October. Maybe I'll have to make a trip up to Michigan, get some of those... Uh, it, butter burgers. <laughs> a Culver's Butter Burger is a, it's not even in the same conversation as a fast food cheeseburger. It's not. It's, it's, it's different. It's of the same context as the smash burger idea, but it's well, it just, is a smash burger. but it's elevated. It's elevated beyond your standard smash burger. I don't know if it's the buttery bun. I don't know what it is, but it is Culver's. Burgers may be, may just be the best burger that oh you can boy. get, that you can get in a car in a drive-through. Okay, you saved it there. <laughs> I've had I've had Whataburger down south. It's good. I think, I think Whataburger might be a little overhyped for their burgers. I thought it kind of was too. I Not think In-N-Out is way better. I don't know if you've had In-N-Out. Never been there. In-N-Out is way better than Whataburger. It's on par with Culver's, but then you add in the sauce, it's a little bit better. That actually elevates it. I, uh, I'm i a big fan of the Smashburger concept, and you've talked me into uh, not eating healthy tonight, probably. Well, and I blame you for that. I uh, I don't know what I'll be eating for dinner, but nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, Culver's. We, we, we went from cold weather to Culver's, so there you go. I mean, they, they were founded in Wisconsin. It... Well, it all blends together, right? It's cold. We can make it. We can make the. the I wasn't even thinking there. about Wisconsin. For some reason, I was thinking about like. Well, if you order the cheese curds, they're Wisconsin cheese curds. True. I don't know. We've just gone on. Do you dip your cheese curds in anything, or just eat them straight up? I eat them straight up. I know some people dip them in ketchup. Uh, I've tried ranch before. I don't like that combination. It ranch and cheese curds are sometimes hit and miss. It depends on the breading. Of either mozzarella sticks or cheese curds. Yeah. That and to I dip mean, in a ranch. I guess the natural sauce would be like a marinara. Yeah. But I've never done that. I've kind of just rolled with it and just enjoyed like them. You can try and dip anything fried in ketchup to try and make it taste good. Well, moving anyway. on. <laughs> so as we get deeper and deeper into fall, it also brings up sadness 
for the end of one of our favorite sports, probably both of our favorite sports to play. Absolutely. The only one I can play. That, well, you can play hockey. Oh, no, 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 no. I can, I can skate forwards and hold a stick, but actually play, actually play and be mildly competitive with those I'm playing with is you, golf. Okay. Well, I was going to bring up the fact that you sniped a junior Frosty off the top of a Frosty that I well, was holding in my hand. Well, I mean, that was more coincidence. Is that a story that has to make the podcast? Uh, not right now. We can I mean, it can make the podcast. We got 30 seconds. We can make it on the podcast. I don't think like. it, I, I don't care. So <laughs> all the viewers out there um, had some friends over at my apartment. My apartment's very long. Um, it's not a very it's, – it's a very um, – it's hamburger. Or it's not hamburger style. It's a hot dog it's hot style. Dog style. Right, right. It's a very long apartment, but you enter at one side, and the living room runs the entire other side. So, I had a friend over, and we were kind of goofing around with a hockey stick and uh, a little bit of a Nerf basketball, and I was kind of taking shots towards him, and we had like a little bit of a, a fake net set up, you know, probably making a lot of noise for the the people living below. It me. wasn't too late, but yet. we, you know, and Adam was coming over and bringing over some frosties to watch Survivor on Wayne Fifteen. And the minute Adam opened the door, I happened to be, you know, ready to take a shot. And I feel like this was on purpose. You were going to hit me. Well, you were trying to hit me regardless. I don't think it was, though. I think I heard you coming, and then I said, well, I'll just wait a second. And then you walked in. You had Frosties in your hand. And I shot the puck or the ball, if you will. It was a, it was a, star, it was a uh, foam Nerf ball uh, right at your hand, and it caused your hand to open up. Drop the Frosty straight down about four feet. Well, you, I had a junior Frosty sitting on top of the other Frosty. Aha. And you hit the junior Frosty, the really tiny one, off of the top of my hand. Right. And as I was trying to catch the junior Frosty, I dropped. Aha, that's what happened. I dropped the other Frosty. But it I, landed perfectly, standing straight up on the ground. Yes. I mean, it was almost like you couldn't have, you, you couldn't have done it any better. And that was your Frosty. It was my first. That trip. fell on the ground. Because yeah, so then we had to wipe up everything. It wasn't a mess. It wasn't a huge mess though, which I was shocked at because of how it landed. But I think you're accurate enough to to play hockey. No, I <laughs> no, I can't skate backwards. I can't I can't cross over super well. Can't skate backwards. Anything is possible, Joe. But um, among the crowd, I bet if you took the Wayne 15 staff to the ice rink, I would probably be in the top two or three percentiles of capability of skating i'm sure there's people here that could skate circles around me however there's people here who will fall so i think there's a lot of people here that would fall right so in that regard <laughs> yes but in, in regards of sports that we can be mildly competitive with it is golf golf is great we played a ton of golf in the two years here it's been an absolute enjoyment of the both of ours um you know i've learned a lot about golf because of you it's made me a better golfer because of you You've given me a lot, and uh, you do know we're going to play again, right? We are going to play again Friday. Yes. No. Well, why like, you're making well, it no, sound it's, like it's the end of the golf season, and yeah. I think if you go back two years ago, two Octobers ago, to see where my golf game was before I started working here at Wayne to now, it's been uh, a lot. That's better. what happens when you play a lot more, though, too. Play a lot more, but also learn how to properly do things. Like uh, head out of bunkers has actually become a little bit better. I can get out of a bunker in one stroke now. I couldn't do that when I started. I think I gave you my powers. A little bit. Because <laughs> <you're>, I can't. <laughs> well, you've had some challenges out of the bunkers lately, but it's been okay. Um, on the flip side, yes, playing more has increased my ability at driving and stuff, and playing more has helped my putting because of you 
looking at my putting stroke and saying, hey, maybe try this. So I owe you a lot. Oh, thanks, buddy. With the golf game. I've learned a now, lot, Sometimes too. I beat you, and that's, you know. That's a bonus. That's great. We tie a lot. I don't know how that we happens. We tie a lot. We probably tie every third or, or even every other time. A lot. And there were probably a couple times this year that I beat you by, like, ten strokes, and then you'd come back, like, a week later and beat me by ten strokes. Like, as, as I've learned how to say, that's golf, baby. That's golf. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. But it's unfortunate it's over, and I hope that for years to come we can continue to keep it going because it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun, and I've enjoyed it. And I hope that our viewers and listeners have enjoyed hearing us talk about our golf games. Probably not, but hey. Who knows? Maybe you'll have to deal with it one more time next week. Well, right. Friday. we got to do it. And if we keep these 70s going. I know. We'll have to figure it out. We'll have to find some other days to play. Exactly. Let's check hits and misses. Hits and misses. I almost, almost went to the inbox. That would have been a foul. Yes, but... It wouldn't also be the first time that that's happened because our hits and misses have been pretty good uh, in terms of making hits. Uh, Our highs recently, though, have been a miss by a little bit. Yeah, it's been actually really remarkable. Um, Think back to Saturday. Saturday was cloudy the entire day, the entire day. And looking at morning satellite imagery and looking at the forecast Nicholas had given me, felt really good with, I believe, 56 was the number felt really good with it I mean I felt like like I've I left here feeling like all right this is good this is going to be really good well we missed that one by a few degrees we had 60s low 60s in some areas and then we get to Sunday when we have rain all morning and we knew there'd be some clearing in the afternoon towards the evening but still playing on the safe side of the mid 50s it felt pretty good we got upper 50s we got upper 50s Monday more breaks in those clouds. Monday was good. Monday we hit 60 right on it, I believe. Yes. But then Tuesday, we had been looking at upper 60s all weekend, and we ended up at 74 yesterday. So the power, again, of warm air advection, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it's not something to mess around with. Southwesterly winds. Um, But yeah, that was, that's what we missed. And our hit was the rain on Sunday. We'd been talking about that for several days. What we probably missed on that was probably the amounts. We got a little bit more in some spots. Well, one person in this room took the amounts down. Are you talking about me? That would be you, yes. Okay. I don't blame you, though. When I took them down, it was because <laughs> every single model was spitting out less than two tenths. Correct. And the early morning data Saturday was going about <laughs> closer to four tenths, half inch worth. Um, so I had that in there as a realistic possibility. But then by the end of my shift, I was like, oh, man, this that- is going to be one of those things where dry air just beats it and... And it didn't. <laughs> and it didn't. And actually, we overachieved. In my defense, I did say most places will see around two tenths, could see an isolated spot get closer to five or half an inch. Hey, it's okay. That's called a CYA. You can fill in the letters on that. It's okay. I mean, you. <laughs> it's it's really okay. I'm I'm just giving you a hard time because I know. the fact is, I think in my email, I even said the same thing to you. It doesn't look super. Heavy, it just looks like widespread. We, we had that one band that just There was one band that set up Allen Saturday County. morning right along the U.S. 24 corridor, all the way from Wabash all the way to Paulding, um, along the 469 corridor in Allen County, all the way down U.S. That's, 24. I mean, it was 
it just sat there. That was just, not being picked up on any no, models no. we were looking at, the at only, least in the evening. The only thing that we kind of saw was, you know, heaviest stuff would be out west mm-hmm. of I-69 and then further west towards US-31. Um, but at the end of the day, we did fine. Yes, and we sky conditions fine. have been good because we had increasing sun. Right. We've been bright the next, last few days. Now, let's check the inbox. It's the past the forecast inbox. Lucas. Spell with a K. Lucas, yes, Lucas. Why do you sometimes show weather symbols on a map? Well, I think it's all in terms of the meteorologist's preference. For me, I show weather symbols. I'm assuming they're talking about the high pressure, low pressure, warm fronts, cold fronts. I think most people have an understanding of those concepts. Whenever they're a big player in our weather, that's whenever I use them. Like whenever there's high pressure right over top of us and we're sunny, I'll show that. If we have a cold front coming in that's distinct, I'll usually throw it on the map. Uh, we don't show, for me, I don't show occluded fronts uh, that often, if at all, because I don't think that everybody understands what an occluded front is. They'll be like, what's that purple front on the on the map mean? So um, our goal is to communicate the weather in a simple way. It's a very complicated science, so we want to break it down. And so that's where using those things that people recognize as warm fronts, cold fronts, high and low pressure, help to tell that story in an easy way. Absolutely. And I think the 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 biggest thing is, for my, my own philosophy, and what I've really learned um, from various mentors through college and especially from from Greg and Nicholas here, you know, the symbols mean the most when they are the most important. Um, In other words, sticking a random high pressure on there when you're in a stretch of sunny days, the viewer doesn't necessarily care or doesn't need that. But when you show a cold front, when temperatures are going to be in the 70s one day and the 50s the next day, and maybe there's some rain along that front, then you can help put that together to really convey that to the viewer. And I really learned that from from my superiors here, and, and really you as well, just how you've done things like that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I will never show a cold front if it's over Colorado or Wyoming. It's right. too far away. It's not relevant to us at that time. But if it's in Iowa or Illinois even further north, then I'll show it. It's all it's all in people's preferences too, though. And the other thing is we talk about having stationary fronts and we talk about having occluded fronts. I, I will never really show an occluded front on air. I threw an occlusion on last year when we had a powerhouse, powerhouse phasing mid-latitude cyclone over the northeast United States, and there was just a beautiful occlusion there, and I threw the little purple line on there. That was for my own enjoyment. Mm-hmm. Um but I never would really put that on there. I think the stationary boundary has perhaps the most merit of any of the three when it's really well defined. Think about the days where even in our viewing area there's a stationary boundary and you're 80 to the south and you're 55, 60 to the north. The days that absolutely pummel us as forecasters, depending on where that boundary sets up. Yeah. I think that's when a stationary boundary, rightfully so, should be on that map. And I think I that's kind of what, agree. That's what we've tried to do here. Um, and that's what I've noticed from some of the other meteorologists here, Nicholas and Greg, is you as well. It's just 
when it's when there's really something there to help you tell that weather story, I think that's when it's the best. Yeah, it, it it's all about breaking it down, as I said, something into simple terms. And that's what our weather symbols help us do. So there you go, Lucas. There's the answer to your question. You can send those into past the forecast at wayne.com. You can also leave us a review and rating wherever you may be listening, and we appreciate that. Anything else? Not really. Have a good week. Let's play some golf. Enjoy the warm-up. And, uh, because the cooler days are coming, so get out and enjoy it. we got a lot of dry days still ahead, too. I think the next best rain chance is on Monday. Obviously, we continue to sort of uh, keep an eye on some of the tragic weather and talk about some of the big weather stories down to the south with the tropics and stuff. But hopefully, hopefully we can find a little bit of fun and, and happiness here with some of the other stuff we're talking about. Exactly. Well, we thank you for listening, and we'll be sure to see you next time as we try and be 17% right about the weather this week. This has been Past the Forecast Podcast from Wayne 15.